Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including A Miraculous Ladybug, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hello! And Sarah Dolman. Hi! Uh, yeah, Ladybug, surprised that we are <laughs> back so soon, but... Uh, what? <laughs> I thought this was a different podcast. (laughs) Yeah, no, surprise. It's the season three premiere of Miraculous Ladybug Chameleon, um, aired uh, this weekend in Spain, the English dub, we're talking the English version of Chameleon. Um, Yes, season two just ended. We don't really understand what's happening here, but at the very least, uh, episode one of season three has aired. We're not really expecting the rest of season three to come so soon, so it might be a long wait before, but who knows, maybe it'll show up next week in some country, as as the show does. But yeah, we talk about Miraculous Ladybug every week here. It's it's new here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for Overly Animated Ladybug on iTunes. Subscribe there or on our YouTube. We cross-post all our podcasts YouTube as well at YouTube.com slash Overly Animated to not miss any future Ladybug recaps. Uh, make sure you've checked, make sure you've seen this episode, spoilers for Chameleon and all previous episodes of Ladybug. If you don't know where to find this, I mean, uh, the Miraculous Ladybug subreddit or Miraculous Subs are the places I generally recommend. Um, or you caught it on, uh, in Disney Channel in Spain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or Port- <laughs> probably it's airing in Portugal. Anyway. Okay. So let's get into, uh, Chameleon. April, what did you think of this, this big season three premiere? Um, so I really enjoyed this episode. It had like goofy moments, which of course, you know, I love, um, to death, but there was a lot of like a lot going on, I guess. I don't know. Like Hawkmock was being dramatic, which was great. We got to see an almost akumatized Marinette, which was, would have been super interesting. And I almost thought we were going to go there, but Lila was there and I was like, this isn't happening. And then I was like, also, are we going to do Lila for the third time? Because, uh, I don't know if I can see her like dressed up as Rita Rouge anymore. Um, but so I'm glad that she was somebody else. (laughs) Um, at the very least, but it was like such a good episode and adrian is a prince first off like i i feel like um like sometimes i'm like high on adrian and then other times i'm just like whatever but like this one i was just like wow adrian could you be any more mature like how old are you again because i'm confused (laughs) uh so like he was like super nice and i love that he like politely called lila out he was just like hey like I'll be your friend, but could you just not lie to me? Because that's wrong. And then even like after she like stormed away, he's like, okay, but let me know if you need help. Like, okay, Adrian. (laughs) And then he went and sat in the back with Marinette. That was so sweet. Um, I thought the chameleon villain was interesting. It's not what I thought was going to be. Like she kissed people and then turned into them, or I guess she kissed things and then turned into them. Um, so that was kind of uh, odd, and I did I had no idea what they were gonna do with the T-shirt, and like uh, I guess Chameleon's thoughts were like, oh, are you gonna make me wear the T-shirt so we're gonna match? Like, is that what you think's gonna happen? I was like, who knows? Maybe that is the plan. We don't know yet. Like, but um, but all in all, I thought it was a good episode. I kind of missed Chloe because I feel like Chloe would be like a far better opponent for Lila than Marinette, but. Um, and it's the lead of the show. And so I respect that decision. Um, and I liked that they tried really hard to make us not like Lila, like really, really hard. I feel like they were forcing it on us almost. Um, but those are my, I guess, my boxed up thoughts. Okay, that's a <laughs> I, lot, have yeah. more, I have even more. So, <laughs> so, so you wanted Chloe versus Lila. 
I think that would have been super. I, I think that is the standoff that we all need. Yeah, I, that's we need to we need to see them in action. Yeah, Chloe's good now, right? So we could have uh, we could have had that. That's how that works. Continue but, the Chloe redemption arc. Yeah, even more redeemed in in compa- standing next to Lila, right? So that would have been mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, what did you think of Chameleon? I thought this episode it was so ridiculous. Like partway through, I was just like, "What am I even watching?" And it's like, "Oh yes, this is Ladybug. This is this is great." And I I thought it was such a great opening to season three. Um, we have Lila back, which is so exciting. She's so ridiculous. She's like super devious and over the top. Um, and that was so fun. Um, as much as like they try to get us to hate her, it's like it's hard to because she's just like so nuts uh plus i thought this was like a really great episode as as april said for adrian and also marinette like both themselves separately and then together which i'm always super super hyped for (laughs) uh yeah all around really fun episode it's it's totally absurd that ladybug is back already but like that's that's what we get with ladybug and i'm not complaining i'm i'm here for it yes not definitely not complaining um, good stuff. I think I think most people are hating Lila. So I don't. I think, I think from what I've seen in the fandom reaction, I think everyone is very upset with. Her. Uh, rightfully so. Rightfully right. so. Yeah, not not me though. I am pronounced number one Lila Stan on this podcast. So I was ec- ecstatic to see her here, and this was the <laughs> this was the Lila comeback that uh, you know she was in the season two finale, but this was the spotlight here was uh, much bigger, and um, she was fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean she was look, I she was despicable <laughs> throughout this episode, <laughs> but it was uh, great. I loved it. <laughs> So I'm not saying that she was likable, but I was loving her being unlikable. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun episode. Um, I, so I think that this, if this episode were in the middle of season two, this would have been great. Um, yeah, but as a season three premiere, I'm not sure it worked. Um, honestly, I think it was still fun, but this isn't the season three premiere I was looking for. And I'm not even convinced this was supposed to be the season three premiere. I want to talk about that a little bit. It was the second episode. <laughs> no, I, I let's get into this quickly. I mean, so generally my thoughts are it was fun, but uh, I was looking for something bigger. Those are the short version of my thoughts. Especially, com- yeah, especially coming out of like the season finale of, or, you know, of season two, like it was so big. And I thought we were going to continue to sort of ride on that. Um, but we kind of did it. And I even like had a moment like I, and I wrote it in my notes. I was like, is this episode like out of place? Mm-hmm. Because it feels like it should have been like much sooner. If yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk about that because, um, I'm confused. Uh, there's only one reference to the season two finale, um, in at all. And that's, uh, Lila's back from the, uh, Kowar kingdom, which they called, uh, Achu. So I think that's supposed to be the same thing. Um, yeah. That's that's literally it. There's no reference to the fact that she was akumatized in the, the that episode. In fact, Hawk, the way Hawkmoth talks to her, it sounds like he yes. hasn't seen her since uh, season one, right? He says, uh, oh, yes. I remember you. Yeah, it was last episode. Of course you yeah. remember her. What are you talking <laughs> that was about? That like two days ago. What's wrong with you? See, that was the part that like uh, got me too because I was like, wait, you know who Lila is. Like, don't act like you haven't akumatized her at least like three or four times because yeah. you have like in the last two, like two days or whatever, a week yeah. or whatever it is. But like that, I think that part like, like lost it for me. And which is why I was like, this should have taken place like 
in season two somewhere. Then there's another line, Hawkmoth at the end says, uh, Lila will serve my purposes in the end one way or another. Yep. Um, that to me sounds like he's hinting at what happened at the end of season two. Like he's, ref- like, does he really have grand plans for Lila this season or was it like Lila was part of his finale plan? So that made it seem like it was referring to, to that episode. Though, yep. So every single Lila interaction, except with the exception of her coming back into class and uh, Miss Booster is like, she's back from the, the Car Kingdom. So that like is in reference to her video chatting when she was supposed to be there. Um, those two things to me contradict each other. Um, I, 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 my, what my theory is that this episode was originally supposed to be in season two. Um, there was a point when Heroes Day, they were, when Thomas was referring to it as a season three episode, like the finale we got at the end of season two. I think Heroes Day got pushed up to be the finale of season two. And so we're going to have some episodes here, which were supposed to take place between like season two and Heroes Day. And so like, I think this was supposed to be before Heroes Day. They maybe added in the beginning or like they tweaked it or I don't know, but like, I, I feel like this episode would have been, like, a good... It, it, like, it almost would have been, like, a very... I would have been content with it being a season two finale episode. And then the opening of season three would have been Heroes Day. Like, that that placement would have been almost perfect. Yeah, I could have seen that being what they intended. And the other thing that makes that... they Presumably, this means this is a season three episode. If is a permanent member of the cast now, then, of course, this is supposed to be, in quotes, where it is because... Um, like this reintroduces her to the class if we see her consistently in the class now in season three. I, so like there's things that contradict each other. Like they, they prepped it enough for season three that it, like, I haven't heard this talk anywhere else yet. Um, like is this supposed to be a season two episode? So I think that there's some sort of maneuvering, um, altering in, in what we, what we saw. Um, I don't know. Sarah, what did, did you have any of these thoughts when you were watching it? I don't know. I think when I watched it the first time, it kind of confused me, like how what Hawkmoth was saying at the beginning about like, and then like it's like you, you know you were just working together, like what is going on? Yeah. But then the second time I watched it, I just didn't really care. I was just like, this is Ladybug, it's fun. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, the attitude you have to have because yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get some more of this the, this type of well, thing. Well, and we it's so hard to tell too because we don't get episodes in order. Oh, like ever, whenever they air, or at least with season two, like we got everything so out of order that like I'm really curious whenever like it does release on the second half releases on Netflix so that I can be like, oh, this is the order that it was supposed to. To come out well, in, in supposed to in we'll, theory. We'll, we'll see we'll see if netflix <laughs> is the hearing i don't know i don't know how they do that but um yeah see season one was very out of order and then season two was also out of order not as much but like like frozer we got late that was supposed to be in the middle of the season like you can look at the production numbers on that so um like i do think this episode is gonna end up with a 301 production number but i, I it feels tweaked like it feels like it was originally supposed to be in season two and then they slightly altered it to make it work as the like, three premiere like they added in things. They were just like, "Oh yeah, we'll just add in the teacher saying she's back from her trip to a chew." Right. Like, if, if you take out that line, I think it actually feels completely like a season two episode, with the exception of um, Lila being back at the end. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm confused. I'm gonna see how. Let's see how season three plays the rest of the episodes. I I would warn that we might have a period of like five or episode episodes where we don't reference the finale of season two at all, which is going to be frustrating. Like I that's that's the big thing for me this is not a good follow-up to the end of last season um it there's there's no consequence of anything with mayora um it doesn't feel remotely as big um so like if if you want to look at it in in that regard i think it's going to be disappointing but yeah like sarah said just just look at it as an episode of ladybug and i do think it's a lot of fun 
Well, I, I also I also think it like the one thing that I I thought did continue on from the finale of season three was Adrian and Marinette. Which like you know he he probably is like after that you know time that they talk of the very that really great scene at the end of the finale. I think that since then that per has progressed potentially, which you know we can talk about later, like how he feels about her. And so we have those great moments in this episode that show like that progression of their relationship. And I think that that to me followed pretty smoothly from the the finale. And it may have not been made as much sense if it happened before. Yeah, that's a good point. I think yeah. I think in terms of long term consequences, other than Lila being back, the biggest one is this look Adrian gives to Marinette in the classroom. Um, he like gives her he- several looks. <laughs> <laughs> Several looks, ooh. Uh, but yeah, in terms of like, to me, this is like the most romantically Adrian's ever looked at Marinette is like when he goes to sit next to her at the end, like he, she's like looking off to the side and then mm-hmm. um, he like looks up at her. Um, that I agree with, I agree. That does feel like it, 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 it feels natural following the, the kiss on the cheek at the end of the finale. And, um, you know, well, I think it, there, there's nothing directly tying it to that. So it easily could have been beforehand, but at the very least, this is like in line with the, the building romantic view of uh, Marinette that Adrian we've been presented as Adrian having in the show. But we also like have like the, I guess like those moments where they sort of confide in each other too. Like whenever they're sharing the moment on the stairs and he's like, I mean, we both know her that she's a liar. Then that's, you know, at least that's good enough for, or for us kind of situation. And then like him sort of referencing back to that, like just them sort of confiding more in each other. I think that's also another good like showcase of like the progression from season two into this episode as well to go along with what Sarah said. Yeah. The fact that they can like uh, talk normally and, and debrief on things and uh, confide in each other. Yeah. It, 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 it feels really great. Um, I, yeah, I view it more as like zones. Um, and I think this is probably how the show is being written. Um, like this is like, this is in the territory of growing romantic feelings for Adrian. So like, they're all kind of presented in a box and it doesn't really matter what order they're in. Um, but this is like in the same vein as the end of season two. So we'll probably get more moments like this. I'm, this is definitely something that's going to frustrate me as we go along here. It, Cause if we're not going to get literal continuity, but just these, these kind of zones of, of progression, um, because then everything's kind of the same until you hit a turning point. Um, and I thought the season two finale was a turning point and it, it, at the very least we're not post yet. Like, I don't know. May, maybe I'm wrong, but we'll, we'll see how season three play, pl- uh, plays out in like March when we get the second episode. But, um, it's, it's uh, hard, it's hard to make a judgment call with just one episode. Yeah, so we'll see. Especially, it, it, at, yeah. especially given the way that ladybug, I guess has been like where, you know, the entire first season, we didn't get any type of progression. And then in season two, we saw so much. And so it's just kind of one of those things where like, you have to take what it, what's given to you until you have more sort of information to reach a conclusion kind of thing, because the show does move at a snail's, a snail's pace. And so it's kind of hard to be like, okay, are we actually progressing with this? Or are we just like kind of, hinting at what the fans want kind of situation because the show you know the all of the creators and writers and everything like they know what they know their fans so they're like hey let's kind of throw them a bone here or there situation so is it one of those or are we actually seeing like more happening for adrian mm-hmm. yeah um and at the very least uh we speculated at the end of last season what's the structure of season three going to be? Is Mera going to be like alongside Hawkmoth? Is she going to supplant Hawkmoth? Is there going to be like a different format for the show? Like it's not, it's not just Hawkmoth uh, akumatizing someone. We absolutely got none of that here. So like, 
at the very least that none of that has happened yet. We'll see if it does happen, but, um, you know, it, this is, I think not, if you listen back to the end of season, not necessarily what we were expecting to get right away in, in season three, but let's now that all of that being said, let's focus in on this just as an episode. Um, because I think, uh, no episode of Ladybug is like so big that, that it's like, oh, wow, this, like, you, la- end of last season also, but it was like, uh, oh, these, it's like these uh, overall still kind of like a small progression in the mythology, but, uh, Chameleon's still big. Uh, I would say this is kind of a sequel to the season one finale is, is how I'd characterize this. I mean, we referenced that episode several times. We flash back to it multiple <laughs> times. It's a little, a little bit weird getting that, uh, here, but, um, big, big Lila. Uh, comeback episode and she was back with um an authority lying all over the place and uh <laughs> getting uh welcoming the akuma um she was- like snatches it out of the air <laughs> like you're mine like she was so excited <laughs> she says uh hawk moth i am lila uh <laughs> the you opposite know yeah. who you are <laughs> the, the opposite well yeah it's the the opposite of the way hawk moth introduces himself like she's taking control of the of that situation and um introducing him herself to hawk moth very uh very striking difference there um and uh then gets gets new powers um, according to the wiki, Akuma ties for the fourth time, the new record. <laughs> so it's great. Uh, yeah, April, what, uh, what was your, what, talk, walk me through how you viewed Lila throughout this episode here. Was it, was it sympathetically? Was it with, uh, with Glee seeing her again? Um, I was excited to see her again for the purpose of, I guess, like replacing Chloe, Chloe in that like Marinette's like real life. I say real life, um, like personal life sort of opposition because that was always Chloe. But I feel like her her feelings, at least after season two, her feelings towards Chloe are different. We also don't get to Chloe too much, it seems. Like Chloe always ends up being like one of those like background characters and then we have a Chloe episode. So it's nice for uh, Marinette to have that like opposition again. And so I was excited in regards to that. But like I could not stand her like pathologically lying all over the place (laughs) but like it it made me even more frustrated was that marinette was like so gung-ho like i'm gonna prove her wrong and i was like marinette just let it go like can you stop because it's like one of those like marinette moments that like we don't enjoy or at least i didn't enjoy just because it was just like come on marinette like you're so much better than this like what I understand, like, it's affecting you, but can you not let it affect you? Like, that was season one. We've moved on since then. Uh, so I think in that regards, like, I was really frustrated. But I like the kind of um, sort of chemistry between Lila and Marinette. Like, <laughs> especially, like, in that bathroom scene, like, that whole confrontation was really, like, yes. I was like, I was like, can I ship this? Am I allowed to ship this? Like, uh, but also I, I enjoy like the very like high school drama aspect of it too, because I was just like, oh my gosh, these people are totally in high school. Like they're so upset about seating arrangements in class. <laughs> like normally students don't even control that. So, but, uh, I like, I don't know, like, I don't remember Lila's character looking so evil and she just looks so menacing. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. When she flips into showing her, her evil side, definitely, definitely looks so menacing. I could not stand the seating arrangement stuff. This was, uh, the, the rest of the episode was much more engaging than them. To, at the end, when they all change seats back, we didn't need to see that. That's <laughs> Like, no, Dylan, we needed that. I, it is actually kind of important in the context of the show because where they sit is constant for forever. And but yeah, uh, and now 
Gal, uh, Marinette, and Alia are in the front seat. Like the, her, like basically nothing has changed except uh, Alia and Marinette's, and then Nino's and Adrian's seats. Oh, did like, they flip? I didn't even notice. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's very important. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So in terms of uh, <laughs> Lila and Marinette's, uh, yeah, they, that charged bathroom scene. They uh, <laughs> get very, very close to each other when they're uh, in each other's faces, and then Lila like pins Marinette to the wall. Um, could definitely could read that as romantically charged. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, either so, with me or you're against me, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, look at wow, uh, Sarah. Uh, were you seeing any of that in, in that scene? And what did you think uh, in general of Lila and Marinette throughout the episode? Okay, well, okay. First off, with the <laughs> with Lila and Marinette in the bathroom, I was like, oh my god, their faces are so close. I'm dying. Okay, um, yeah, it was a lot. Um. Yeah, definitely you can see it. Um, and then Lila, like, uh, you know, like, of course, like, part of me wants to, like, hate her. And I think what, you know, bothers me is not so much, like, her lying, which is just, it's just so, like, over the top, like I said before. Like, it's just, like, like not even sensical. And yet everybody believes it anyway, except for Adrian, of course. But what I didn't really like was that, like, the whole class, like, you know, at the end of the finale, like, everybody was like, yay, Marinette, we love you. And now the whole class is, like, totally taking Lila's side and just being like, Marinette, what are you doing? Which is like, yeah, sure, like, maybe she needs to be called out for, you know, being kind of reacting the way she is. But I don't know if now would be a good time for me to talk about why I sort of how I felt about Marinette in this episode and her reaction to Lila. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that um, the something throughout the series, Marinette as a person has had trouble with is dealing with people like Lila and Chloe, um, like dealing with these people who are just obviously acting terribly. And she just, she just uh, maybe stoops to their level versus, uh, you know, versus being able to handle it and just, uh, just uh, brush it off. So I think that w- this was another episode uh, in that uh, character aspect to Marinette. Definitely, definitely. I think the thing about Marinette, and I was trying to think through, like, why is she so worked up over Lila? And I think, like, for the for one thing, uh, Marinette is a lot like me in that she basically has zero chill, like, all the time. And she, like, almost always needs something to be really worked up about. Like, <laughs> like she, you know, either it's her obsessing over Adrian or over Chloe and now Lila. And she just kind of needs, like, I don't know. She just needs that something that she's like really worked up and obsessing over. Um, but I do think that, you know, she's getting a lot better. Like she was able like multiple times in this episode to cool herself down. Like, I don't, like, I don't think, you know, like she, you know, she was able to brush off the Akuma when it came. She even, like, the Akuma left her when, and she didn't even know it was coming. And then, like, at the end, too. Um, it's just, you know, like, she, she's a teenage girl. Like, it's hard when you're a teenager who has, like, a lot of big feelings to be able to deal with them in the most effective way. And so that's why I'm not really um, judging her for it. And I, can, and I really do think that she's getting better. Plus, She has the support of, you know, her friends like Alia and Nino, who are just kind of like, okay, like, let's talk this through. Like, what evidence do you have that she's lying? Um, And now Adrian, too, who's like sort of, you know, trying to sort of give her a different perspective. And she's listening to that. She's not like, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to do what I want anyway. Like, she's she's getting brought back down to earth and she's willing to do that. 
I also have another reason why I think that she's so worked up over Lila. Okay. I want to know. (laughs) I've talked a lot already. But um, I think she specifically has this big issue with lying, which we've seen before. And it came to me that, like, this could be some kind of reflection of her own insecurities that she has about herself. Mm -hmm. um, Because she's leading this double life and having to keep secrets all the time from all the people that are close to her. Like, we see this multiple times in the episode where, you know, she can't tell Alia and Nino that she's Ladybug and that's why she knows. Or she has to escape out of the bathroom so that Adrian doesn't see her as Ladybug. And... Like, it's something that she has to be constantly thinking about. And so Lila, and I, I think this weighing on her. And so, like, Lila lying might, like, maybe not consciously. It's, like, triggering that in her. And so, you know, as I said before, because she has all these, like, big feelings and she doesn't really know necessarily how to channel them effectively, um, it translates to her being really angry and wanting to act out in ways that she otherwise wouldn't. And, you know, she knows that she could do better. And I think she is going to do better. And that, that is sort of what I had to say about that. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think that's, that's a yeah. great, great analysis. That second one, I definitely agree. That's intended by the episode, the, this uh, parallel between Lila lying and Marinette, like being unable to <laughs> admit that she's also hiding things. Yeah. I think that there's one, there's one point. I don't remember the exact thing where that st- stood out to me specifically when Marinette's like, stop, uh, being two-faced or something and like it's it like directly parallels mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. her her second life as ladybug um and I, I agree that's like a big a big subtext of this episode and in terms of the first one i hadn't thought of that i love that analysis that marinette um like just gets worked up over things constantly she's like big emotions um whether about anything in her life and uh so maybe that's why she just reacts so strongly to lila and chloe is she reacts strongly to everything so uh, mm-hmm. i think, yeah. think that, like, that kind of makes sense um and uh i love how that ties in that was the second thing i wanted to ask was about um a big marinette aspect of this episode is fighting off the akuma um and that ties directly into that where uh it's about being able to control her big reaction to things. And I guess in, in the, it, at its, at her core, Marinette is presentation of teenage girl. And, uh, the, you know, so it's like the, uh, big, big emotions, controlling emotions, a big part of being a teenager. So I think that's like at the core where the show is coming from with, with this aspect of her character. Um, and, uh, we, we get the direct presentation of that in like being able to chill out and fight off the Akuma. It ties very much back into Zombie Zoo. Um, the first time she, uh, was almost Akumatized. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I, th- I think, th- I think that's interesting. You know, maybe there's, maybe there's a specific nerve that Lila's hitting. Maybe it does relate to, cause she, she feels guilty about seeing something in herself and hiding things from her friends. Um, and it also just, uh, triggers, um, this, this type of emotional reaction that she has from everything. I mean, just, uh, the fighting off the Akuma thing. I think these were, uh, such, such big moments for, uh, for her character. Her, her st- in the, in the bathroom stall, she like stands up on it. I'm proud. I'm confident. I'm Marinette. Um, she's a queen yes, of are. positive affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marinette. Yay. Yeah, you are. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, great. you go, girl. It I'm proud of her. Can you imagine someone hearing that, like, from the outside? I know. Like, I thought of that. <laughs> it was like, someone's just going to hear her. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, the, the parallel feelings for Adrian, anti feelings for, and, you know, maybe, she, and it's, it's about, all about, like, learning to control and um, direct these type of emotions, I guess, like not freaking out so much over Adrian. That's the solution to actually like making headway with him and, uh, you know, not, not, uh, being so anti, 
uh, Lila and Clay. And maybe as she resolves some of her identity issues as Ladybug and she comes to terms more with uh, this, that's a particularly interesting thing because I don't think the show has hit on that too much recently. The like Marinette having some sort of identity crisis as uh, not being able to tell the people she's closest with in her life that she has the second life. Like maybe she feels guilty when she's talking to Alia about it. Like, like she's talking to Alia and Nino and she can't, she can't tell them that uh that, mm-hmm. that she's ladybug yeah. so is that going to be a recurring theme here and might that lead to her asking master fu whether she can like reveal her identity to some people you know like maybe or that's to, like impetus. one person or something yeah. like she lines. should tell all you she needs that support in her life and she doesn't mm-hmm. and she doesn't yeah. have that she'll tell adrian oh, yeah, those <laughs> <are> those <laughs> i think also like just sort of back on the whole like learning her learning how to sort of control her feelings it really is kind of the overall theme of this show where hawk moth is preying on people's feelings and people are unable to control them and i think marinette's going through this sort of journey of learning how to sort of control how like her reactions to things is kind of really core to what the show is about yeah that that's true basic concept of the show they double down on it by taking the new power also do that with uh (laughs) with negative emotions into an illusion with mayor yeah um, so it's like that, that, that tells me that that's a theme that's not going away, um, as well. It's interesting because I don't, I, I'm not comfortable with the idea that feelings are bad and the expression mm-hmm. of feelings is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, uh, a lot of male, uh, talk about like a young woman is like, oh, they're so emotional and stuff like that. And I, I actually don't think that's what the show has presented itself though. I think the show's done a good job in not, wow. not approaching those, those types of messaging. I think, I think it's been more in line of like, channel your emotions in a healthy way like still express mm-hmm. them but like do, it's do okay it to have way. it's okay to have feelings but yeah. like you can't just always like express them through anger and i think that's all where a lot of the i guess like the t- like being a teenager and a lot of that comes from because you're sort of like grasping new like feelings and emotions and things like that and so you the but you like revert back to anger because that's like the easiest emotion to sort of process everything through and that's even the same like this is getting really deep but uh that's even like the same with um like babies whenever like they start to like feel things and do everything like that they cry because that's that's what they know how to do and so in the same sense it's like okay you like you're upset about this but you're not really angry but you know anger so you're gonna go back to being angry and then that's where like hawk moth because he even like i guess uh like he doesn't necessarily like outright say it but he's just like yes like i feel these negative emotions and so he knows that most of the time it it comes back to being like i'm angry i i'm gonna hulk out and rage and that's like that's easiest for him to sort of pray like prey upon is because he's like, okay, like let me like turn that angry person into like, uh, I guess like a source of my, like trying to accomplish my goals or kind of situation. So I think that's like another thing too, but also it's, it's unrealistic too, like in terms of Marinette, because like no teenage girl has like that strong of a grasp on her emotions. Like I don't think any person really does, um, especially Mm. at that age. And so I think it's kind of also nice that they're kind of like, like look at these teenagers, like look at them sort of properly dealing with their feelings. And even though we kind of don't, but like they're properly dealing with like these negative emotions and and so it's kind of like a nice message in that sense to people like hey like you don't have to be angry you can still be upset and that's okay but don't like go to the eiffel tower and try and to to destroy it and steal earrings i I think it's okay to be angry um i think it it also it, it takes reflecting on like you know is your anger like justified 
And in some cases, it, is it might be, and in some cases, it's not. And then from there, deciding, like, how am I going to react to it? Like, is it, am I going to react in a way that's going to be, um, like, beneficial, or is it going to be destructive? And that's kind of, that's kind of what you need to sort of learn as you learn how to process your big feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And what this discussion I, I get, is, like, uh, making me think of is that if Hawkmoth and his powers represent feet preying upon people's emotions and i think the way to defeat hawk moth has to be like some form of emotional maturity and like mm-hmm. uh, marinette growing and then that's how she's able to defeat hawk moth i feel like uh so maybe maybe it makes sense that he's still the villain we're not there yet with with the, we still have this character arc to go with marinette and then at some point um this will be a representation of her of the the, the growth she's had and that's how she's defeating Hawkmoth. I feel like that's it. That sounds like something the show might do. So we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see if we do that type of thing. Let's get back to there's a great a great discussion. Let's get back to um Lila and Marinette too <laughs> as because well we you know they they're so we we have this interesting arc through them throughout the episode and uh, it ends with uh them declaring war on each other, Lila declaring war on Marinette. Um and then Marinette's reaction, I think, ties back into what we were talking about. Instead of freaking out on her like Lila's upset at her, she says, we'll see about that, Lila. You know, very, very calmly, um, measured response, uh, although also taunting as well, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, April, what was your what, what did you think of that last scene of the episode? I thought that was great. I think that sort of that last scene is the culmination of like Marinette sort of just accepting the fact that like she's like she can't really do anything about Lila. And I think that's also something that like we might see like Marinette come to terms with as the show continues on is that she can't always like fix every situation. Like she can't fix Lila. She can't make her not uh, lie. And it's, it goes back to like the conversation that she had with Adrian where he's just like, Hey, at least like, like, you know, the truth and that's what matters. And so I think it's like one of those things too, where she's just like, like, you know what? Like I can't like make Lila, you know, stop lying. And I also can't, you know, make, like make her not my enemy so i can just i can only control what like how i react to that and it's just better for me to just be like all right well, like we'll see lila like if that's if that's how you want things to go down and i thought that was like very like mature of her and like i was like oh marinette look at how much you've grown in this one episode i'm so proud of you <laughs> <laughs> yeah sarah did you see that as a mature response from marinette at the end definitely i totally agree with everything april said i think um you know, she, especially, you know, she, after, you know, talking to Adrian and sort of taking time to sort of process how she felt, she was able to sort of react in the way that, that, you know, it felt best for her rather than sort of impulsively reacting in a, like an angry kind of way. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm sort of, I'm looking forward to seeing sort of how this plays out. I'm like, I'm hoping, like, I, I guess I was hoping that, you know, this would be something that would sort of continue on through the season, but then I remembered this is Ladybug and we don't really know about that. So, um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like how the sort of um, conflict between them plays out and how, what's going to happen and how they're both going to grow through it. Cause I think, I think that'll happen. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, regardless of our doubts about uh, the placement of this episode, the episode deliberately paints Lila as being back in the class now. Um, like uh, we saw specifically, she was like fake gone, but still there, and and now like she's like, oh, I'm returned from that, and I'm back. So I do, I do think she'll be a part of three season three throughout. Although I'm not not as confident we'll see her in like the next few episodes, but um, I kind of hope we don't. <laughs> 
I mean, I, th- I think the best way to like have a long term arc with Lila because she's just so over the top um, is to just have her have more subtle moments with her in other episodes. You mm-hmm. know, um, like we don't just need yes. to have this uh, this this big, these big episodes like all the end of season one, the end of season two, the beginning of season three. Like we can just have her in the background, like we have with some other characters, show her interacting with other classmates. Maybe uh, I mean. It's not. It's not like she's learned at all. So we're probably gonna have to have some, some sort of <laughs> impetus for her to to stop lying. I guess it, it doesn't seem like she's she's like, despite promising Ladybug that she will stop lying. It is uh, clearly that uh, she's not learned from anything yet. So we we will see how this is handled um, throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, um, what I really want to know is like why Lila feels so compelled to lie. Like you know, is there some kind of like reason behind how she, why she's acting the way she is? I'm I'm hoping to get to that. Yeah, it'd be good. We saw a minimal amount of that in the finale of season two where we kind of like just we we if she comes across very immature and um like just hasn't had like she it's it's harder it's she she's she's more menacing here and you see that like she's just like staying at home the entire time and like lying to her mom and and uh if you feel for her more i feel like it in the end of season two when she's in uh not as much of a power situation Mm -hmm. um so yeah learning learning more about what's caused this this impetus with her but um yeah, I don't know. It's another interesting presentation with this character again. And we didn't, uh, Marinette grew a lot. Lila didn't necessarily grow. So we'll see what happens with her. Let's, let's go through the, the episode, hit on some other moments that we haven't talked about yet. Um, although I think we've hit on the major things. And we begin the episode with a very important scene of Marinette, uh, running to class with a croissant <laughs> in her mouth. Um, this is a blatant reference to the stereotypical anime girl running to school with toast in her mouth uh, when she's late for school. And uh, since it's France, it's a croissant instead of toast. And also and, her parents own a bakery. And also they own a bakery, yeah. And uh, this is the stupidest thing. <laughs> I believe this is a show done this before because this is the first time I noticed it. But uh, this is absolutely what Thomas and crew would do. They would show her. <laughs> I am not surprised, but it's uh, very stupid. Um, then the the seats are rearranged. Uh, we get this. We get another uh, Adrian fantasy sequence uh, in her head. With the hamster. With, with the hamster. Yeah, I was I was rewatching uh, the first episode of season one with a friend recently, and there's the hamster in that. I I didn't realize this was such a long running gag where. <laughs> <laughs> where the hamster has been since the first episode of the show but yeah uh we've this is like the fifth or more hamster thing and we apparently we like never learn its name right like it always cuts off before that so what is the <laughs> yes. what's what's the name it's gonna be a big reveal huge <laughs> reveal <laughs> we'll see yeah that's that's how you know that they're really together is when we learn the hamster's name um yeah lila's back and uh her hearing she's a hearing issue um, she has to sit in the front. Yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> that that <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> so uh, I think for the most part, we have a subdued, very important Hawk Moth here, right? Like uh, us, oh how my t- our, our Hawk Moth analysis. It's a very important character. We love Hawk Moth. He um, was so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one speech in particular stood out to me in the beginning of the episode. Other than that, he really let Lila take take the lead here. Um, but, uh, th- this one speech really, really got to me. He says, uh, ah, high school, the arena of teenage angst where emotions are so intense, a perfect stadium for my Akumas. Uh, by the way, um, <laughs> I'd stop right there. There's more to go, but, uh, English Hawk Moth is underappreciated because 
He's really some of the English voices aren't as good as the English Akmad is just as good as French Akmad. The way he says Akumas, it's like <laughs> it's so stupid. He, he emphasizes the S on the end. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's it's fantastic. Uh, being separated from your friends, becoming isolated, just what devastating anger is made of. Fly away and evilize this angry high school girl. So yeah, I thought that was an all-time speech from Hawk Moth in the beginning of this episode. That was it was so beautiful. Like, were you, cry, Paper, were you crying at Hawk Moth's uh, passionate speech? I felt I was very motivated by it. <laughs> what, were you mo- what were you motivated to do? Uh, fly away and evilize angry high school girl. <laughs> Was, like who is he giving these speeches for? The Akumas, like was like uh, was Mayera like hanging out in the corner? Nope, we just nope. didn't see her. And he's like, he's like, Mayera, are you ready for a lesson on being a villain? He's like, you've got to give a speech. Hold on, I've got a great one. <laughs> she really does need to learn the speeches. That's a very vital part of being Hawkmoth. Do you think he's that's p- part of what Gabriel does? Is he just sits there and he like types out speeches? Yes, Cliff. He has to practice. Them, yeah. I mean, in in addition to all of the puns that he prepares, like yeah. he's also writing his speeches, yeah. including the puns. Yeah. With puns, yeah. sometimes yes, no. Which, which word should we emphasize? Akumas. And, Akumas. Uh, He's yeah. like, how can I emphasize Akumas this yeah. week? Like <laughs> uh, arena of teenage angst. I mean, that's just so poetic. <laughs> and, right? Like, wow. yeah. <laughs> you're swooning over Akumas. <laughs> Is that what's happening? <laughs> I'm swooning over this speech, okay? It was very powerful. <laughs> okay, we were just motivated by it. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna go out and akumatize some people now. <laughs> okay. Got it. Done. Yeah. Done. Ready? Yeah. This angry high school girl. So yeah, but they're going after Marinette. Very exciting. To be honest. Um, I have a question about this. Yeah. Because this brought up some, I guess, like I don't know if it's like continuity issues with his powers, but it seems like sometimes he knows who he's akumatizing and then sometimes he doesn't. Because I had a moment where I was like, you know who Marinette is. Like, don't act like you don't know her name. Because in- <laughs> He should know, yeah. Well, she, she, yeah. Like, she, like, won the contest, yeah. It's, well, because, uh, like, uh, what is it? Because there's been, like, a Chloe akumatization where he knew it was Chloe. And so, like, e- even though he was, like, up in his tower and he was like, yes, like, Chloe, I'm coming for you and your negative emotions. But, like, this time I was like, you know who Marinette is. Just call her Marinette. Just be like, yes, Marinette, I've never akumatized you before. I'm coming. But, we, like, I didn't kind of get that. I almost really wanted it. I wanted him to be like, ooh, Marinette, yeah, separated been, from your friends. That like, been big, yeah. I, yeah. I think the, the implication for me was that Marinette's just not an important person to him. So he's like, whatever, this girl. Like, I know she is, but like, whatever. You know, That you know, one girl from Adrian's Like, class. Chloe's important. It's like, uh, like a family friend, daughter, you know, like, uh, that, that, like Marinette's, he knows Marinette, but it's like, okay, it's just an angry ass girl. Also, like when he's a hawk moth, I think he thinks of himself differently too. <laughs> like, he's like a different person. He's like, yeah. I don't know who Adrian's friend are who is adrian yeah, who cares about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah that it was it was interesting i think in general the prospect of marinette being akumatized for me was more interesting than what we got from the episode um which was so like get, i getting... really almost thought that's what we were gonna do with this episode and if we had done it like that would have been an amazing like 
first episode of the season. Like, yeah, well, people have been speculating about Marinette getting Kumtaz for a long time. People thought she would be Mayor. Um, like, uh, will we get at this? Like, every every big moment, people are going to be talking about that because it's just so blatant that she has not been. Um, so yeah, the second attempt was made again, <laughs> failed here. Um, but yeah, going after Marinette. Hopefully, more of that <laughs> to go. <laughs> Maybe maybe he's keeping track. It's like, hmm, this didn't work. Okay, let's try again. Like, maybe maybe he uh, like he's like, I'm zero for two, but I'm coming for you, Marinette. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, four for four on Lila. You check. Um, we don't need to do that again. He purposely yeah. creates social situations that force uh, Lila and Marinette in the same room, so yeah, that he's gonna call the school. Say, uh, <laughs> he's gonna call, call call an assembly. He's gonna he's gonna no. This will be like the gray. He'll he'll be like Adrian. I think you should have a party invite lila and (laughs) yeah agent's so confused what are you telling me to have a here's a guest list of people to invite lila marinette whoever else i don't care his binoculars and like looking in at the party the whole time he's like spying up on the staircase like (laughs) i think i think that's the next episode yeah that would be a fun arc, though, if he was trying to, Gabriel trying to akumatize Marinette without really knowing it's her. It's like, oh, That'd be so good. Okay, we, we, we figured out season three. Okay, let's continue. Um, we had this whole thing of, uh, we talked about Lila, Marinette telling uh, all you need to know about Lila and that they're lying. Then Marinette, like, throws the napkin at Lila, you know. And, that, okay, uh, that was also very ridiculous, because Lila's like... <laughs> I what is it? Someone in India, like she watched them get their eye gouged out was by like, a that was graphic for Lady. <laughs> First off, it was graphic, but then my favorite part is Max wears glasses. So <laughs> yeah, it was even dumber. <laughs> It, 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 it was pretty good. Um, then they're, they're, <laughs> Lila and Marinette in the bathroom. Lila's like trying to uh, be nice to her at first, and then uh, she's then she like turns on a dime. She's like uh, I only tell people what they want to hear. It's called lying. And then they pin pins her to the wall. You're either with me or against me. Um, yeah, it was charged, man. <laughs> it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was great. That was a good scene. Then in the stall, um, Marinette, here's some stunning dialogue from Marinette. I thought Chloe was evil, but Lila really takes the whole cake. She's like a super <laughs> villain that doesn't even need a costume. Um, I really hope that's better in French, but that was just horrible. <laughs> <That's not good. laughs> I mean, it was the dub, so I'm not going to judge. like but... the, what was it, the super Marinette scene? No, <laughs> like... super Marinette was great. This is just bad. This is just bad. <laughs> She's like a super villain that doesn't even need the costume. Okay, show. Shut up with that. Like, <laughs> we've heard this before. She's a be million and she doesn't have like a necessarily like a costume. So yeah, okay. like yeah. that e- that's even that's like foreshadowing it's wow, almost. It's deep. it's deep. Yeah. I'm not being I'm not criticizing Marinette. I'm criticizing the writing here. Okay. <laughs> You're like, right? I don't like the line. <laughs> I don't like the line. Bye. Yeah. Well, so I'll I'll check what it was in French when this airs in uh in on Tafu in uh April. Okay, so we'll we'll get we'll get it there. <laughs> Um, that's, that's probably optimistic. Um, yeah, the Marinette's fighting off the Akuma in the stall. Yeah, I'm proud. I'm confident Marinette. We got, we got that. Yeah, this, this scene, we we talked about this a a while ago. Adrian tells Lila not to lie to him like last time, uh, with Ladybug. He's very calm about it, very, very measured. This is very like Adrian, I think, response to, to this, but. Such a perfect prince. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I think at the same time, um, the, the, you know, the, the discourse that you'd get in response to that from Adrian Stans is that he is, uh, being, emo- he's emotionally repressing himself here. Like, uh, like it's, 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 this is still a version of Adrian that's not fully what he would be if he was able to merge his identities. Um, mm-hmm. so like maybe, maybe he should yeah. be a little bit more assertive with, with Lila. Maybe he's only measured because that's the politeness he's been taught and the reservedness by, uh, by the, the life that he lives. Um, that the, mm. you know, t- typical things, I think, with Adrian, but I do think he handles it very well and maturely, and it's, it's very sympathetic. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it's, it's also just nice to see him, like, sticking up for Ladybug, uh, in the memory of, of the, the, the yeah, season. Yeah, just him, like, <laughs> like, sort of standing up to, um, like, anyone who's, I guess, being, like, taking advantage of her, cl- her classmates, because, like, we kind of see that, like, he had those moments with Chloe, too, where he was just like, hey, like, you should be nicer, like, why aren't you nicer kind of thing, and so it's almost like it's the same thing, but with a different character, um, like, we don't really necessarily need it with Chloe anymore, but, like, with Lila, it's kind of like, because Lila ten is like clinging to adrian though it, it um like i don't i guess i don't understand why anymore because she's like i don't even care and it's like okay then what what is the point i don't understand like are you purposely doing it just to make people like because you know it makes marinette upset that you are like i'm gonna cling to adrian as well just like chloe yeah yeah let's talk about that for a second <laughs> because at the end of the episode um lila says uh i'll, I'll i'm gonna I'll turn all your friends against you. I'm going to get Adrian and, uh, you'll, you'll, yeah, you'll be finished. Like, so she specifically said taunts, taunts Marinette about Adrian. Um, and, uh, the, the, but then in the, the bathroom scene, um, with the, the pinning in the wall before that, she's like, um, oh, I'll even, oh, if it, oh, it's about Adrian. Oh, I'll, that's okay. I'll help you be with Adrian, you know? So, um, to me, it's apparent that Lila doesn't really have feelings for Adrian. It's just that it's more of like a thing that, that like she, it's it's like a a vehicle for her to drive Marinette insane. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. My take. No, she has feelings for Marinette, and she's out <laughs> because she's in love with her. Well, that would make more. I think it make if that I makes can't more. Sense. Have you? You can't have anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's true. I didn't think of it like that. No, I think it makes more sense that she like Marinette than she likes say Adrian. I don't think that's uh, like she's flirting with Adrian, but there's no uh, there's no feeling behind it. It's um, to make Marinette jealous, obviously. If the show actually did that arc, it would be the best. <laughs> that, would be, that would be so. That would powerful. be the best season. Um, yeah. This is the Chloe Marinette arc we always wanted. Abandon all other ships for that one. Wow, so quick jumping up to Adrian and Marinette just for that's not true. You guys know I'm I'm I uh, I sail aboard many ships. I mean, there's four separate ones, and then we'll get Lila in there, and will Lila be a hero at some point? Ooh. Yes, right, because everyone's going to be here because there's 100 Miraculouses, so yeah. There's 400 Miraculouses <laughs> and, like, 20 people in Paris, so, yeah. <laughs> this is true, this is true. There's more, <laughs> definitely more Miraculouses than people in Paris, according to this show. We just got to get, we, we, we're going to have to, okay, we're done with the class. Next, we're moving on to the four repeating background model characters that we see all the time. Um, the Eiffel so, Tower. The Eiffel Tower, you can get a Miraculous, yeah. Uh, yeah. The one woman with the orange hair, like, give her, like, five different Miraculous, because she's supposed to be five different people like yes. that's fine that one baby we always see like you know you can have 10 miraculous the, the imaginary hamster in marinette's yeah, hamster, fantasy the hamster, yeah. 
Buy a hamster from a pet shop. Okay, we figure out what your name is. You get a miraculous. You get a See, hamster that's the big reveal. <laughs> the seafood <laughs> bar lady with the oysters. Yeah, so yeah, this is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone who works on the Eiffel Tower, which is like all of Paris, <laughs> is according to the show. The mayor, um, mayor lamp as well. The lamp, yeah, the lamp. Um, he gets a miraculous. <laughs> I need space to see dumpsters. Mayor Lamp. Space dumpsters. Oh, don't even get me started on space. I, 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 I miss the the mayor lamp. He was my favorite. <laughs> I want him back. That's great. I was a broadcaster for a new mayor. We still don't know Mayor Lamp. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I don't remember where we were. Um, okay. Here's Lila. Uh, Lila's grabbing. Yeah, they're grabbing the miraculous. Uh, puts it onto her earring. So the the thing that the ends the. The Akuma's in the pearl, which is in the oyster, and then her earring, I guess, is like a has a pearl on it. Um, so I guess oh, that's clever. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't, I didn't really it, get it. I yeah. didn't get it either. Like, I she's was a just pearl like... earring, and then the pearl ends up in the oyster. Yeah, I think that was my interpretation of what they're going for, but it didn't have any effect. It didn't didn't mean anything. Um, yeah, uh, Hawk Moth, uh, I am Lila. I know you want to destroy Ladybug as much as I do. Yes, I remember you. Oh, okay, no, you don't, that. apparently. <laughs> we talked about that already. Okay, so she's chameleon. Um, she kisses people, they go to sleep, and then she takes their form. Um, this seems uh, pretty similar to a few villains we've gotten before, but uh, were you digging chameleon, April? Um, Kind of. Like, I, I, I wish, I think it would have been more interesting if she didn't have to kiss them. Like, if she could have just touched them. And that's kind of what I thought at first. And then I was like, oh, she specifically has to kiss them. Which I guess kind of, like, ties into the, like, oh, they're French and they do the, like, on each cheek kind of thing. And so that kind of made sense. But I think that was the only part that sort of, like, fell short for me. Was that, like, she had to kiss them. But I, I like that it worked out that they went to sleep immediately, and then, and also that she immediately took their form. So she, you kind of have to be very purposeful with that power. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. feels it feels very similar to Dark Cupid, I think, in a lot of ways with the kissing, um, and you got the the fake the fake cat too at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Sarah? Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of have mixed feelings about Chameleon. Like, it wasn't like a super exciting, innovative villain form but i thought it was like it was kind of entertaining anyway um like i thought it was very funny um like lila talking as adrian and like it it, it, it it's really, really ridiculous thing yeah maybe <laughs> and, like jumping around the Eiffel tower like that was the point where i was just like what is this show it's so ridiculous and then like she would say things like as soon as someone needs saying that stupid ladybug shows up and I was just, like, just the way that she talks but like as adrian i also really liked lila's like voice actor like her english voice actor in this episode i feel like it's like slightly tangential but i really thought that it was great i there's like one line she's like whoops i lied and just the way that the inflection of her saying that was perfect um but anyway back to chameleon i you know it was it was all right it kind of like served the purpose for the episode but it wasn't like a standout villain yeah, it's not really what we what we think of. I, I think uh, it was really fun seeing her as Adrian. I think Adrian's English voice actor did a great job with uh, yeah with the the, so the, the different form. We'll yeah, see. I want to I want to see how that plays in French too. That'll be fun. Um, but yeah, she she first takes on uh, Adrian, and then their their uh, they we have a fight with uh, Lila as Adrian versus Ladybug trying to kiss 
uh, Ladybug. Uh, takes Nino's hat, very important. He's like popping the balloons with the cat and Ladybug faces on them. Um, no, he, he, she only specifically popped the Ladybug balloons. Oh, okay, just the Ladybug balloons. Mm-hmm. That's very important, yeah. We have this interlude with, uh, okay, we need to spend like 20 minutes on this chicken. Uh, <laughs> yes. This interlude with Plog trying to wake Adrian up with a kiss. Yep. That was yeah. a thing. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> but he wakes up before Plog gets a chance. Yeah, so sad. Plog just wants to kiss his uh, owner. Like, show him love and affection. Yeah, be more. Plog needs to be more open with his emotions. Yes. the Plog. The Plog parallel to what we're doing with Marinette. <laughs> we need a big Plog storyline. Yeah, Plog discovering so. his feelings. Yeah, okay, that's well, the next episode. Um, Kat, the, then, like, she's in, like, this random child, and Cat takes the bullet for Ladybug, and then uh, Lila turns into Cat, and then we get Ladybug versus Cat. This, this was, like, very much reminiscent of Dark Cupid for me, um, mm-hmm. the, the, this fighting. And that, that's the thing with this episode. It feels like, uh, it feels like the season one finale sequel, and it feels like a Dark Cupid sequel. It feels like a sequel episode. Anyway, um, and, uh, then he's, I, I, we get the classic version of the villain being the ladybug or cat and using their power. She cata- cataclysms this cat. And um, then Ladybug Lucky Charms for a shirt, which once again really didn't have any effects <laughs> other than to clue her in to use the oyster. Um, but and, even uh, then, like, it was a t-shirt. You don't, They don't use t-shirts to open oysters. <laughs> it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a towel, right? Like, yeah. To, yeah. It was very like weird. it would have made more sense if it, she was just like a towel. Like, <laughs> I guess you did t-shirts. You could make that fashion joke, which wasn't even that good. Yeah. So, no. yeah. Um, cataclysms through the Eiffel Tower to get to the seafood bar underneath. Um, I'm surprised nobody got hurt there. Yeah, it was very Why controlled the demolition. Entire like Eiffel Tower like, get destroyed. Yeah, apparently you can just do one level of it. <laughs> I was more surprised the Eiffel Tower had a seafood bar right like on the level below. What? Um, what surprise? What surprised me was that she was like not only was she like turning into looking like them but she like got Catnoir's powers like she was able to do the cataclysm like that's that's like a pretty big power yeah it's a good power also right. we missed we missed out on a really good like hawk moth freak out moment because <laughs> you're always thinking of him i know <laughs> 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 but someone has to dylan okay oh we all do no, we all do come on come on but no i i I have to say that whenever she like kisses Cat and turns into him and he's asleep, like she should have totally taken his miraculous like. And I'm surprised like like they should have had Hawk Moth fighter on that. Like yeah, no Hawk Moth was like no take Cat's miraculous. She's like later I'm getting Ladybug first. There's a small moment with that. Yeah. It, it was very it was too small. I feel like he should have been like no go back. Like what are you doing? Like you literally have like. The or Hawkmoth should have just come out of the tower and taken. There's been a few times recently. Also, also when he was like cat turned into a cat and he was just there and they never take his miraculous. There's, yeah. there's, this happened. Yeah, like just take it. This would be a lot easier. You just got that one. Like we could have had cats uh, miraculous so many times. We really could have. Yeah, it's ladybugs, which is much harder to get. But um, I mean, he sacrificed himself. Like, and uh, kudos to him because that was obviously the right move. Because game over if she becomes ladybug. Um, but yeah, yep, um, <laughs> yep. Like, go, fall through the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower is an oyster. By the way, I trust that the Eiffel Tower does in fact have a seafood bar on it. Um, because I'm sure it has several restaurants. The show is the foremost Eiffel Tower expert. 
Um, so um, I, I think any new like amenity that moves into the Eiffel Tower, the show will reflect it in the following season. <laughs> like they're staying up to date on <laughs> on any Eiffel Tower. We just updates. need an, we need an episode that's specifically in the Eiffel Tower, and we're like revisiting Eiffel, all of Eiffel the Tower really bottle episode. Eiffel yeah. Tower bottle episode. Yes. Okay. That's that's that feels like the next evolution for the show and its yep. obsession with the Eiffel Tower. Okay. Um. And uh, then yeah, they they fall down to the the seafood bar. She has her kiss the the oyster, and then she turns into the oyster. Um. It was that was an interesting solution to the problem that that felt new. Like but, uh, we hadn't really done that before. But how did she know that it was going to work? <laughs> yeah, why like, does it work for animals? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she, Lila could have just like kissed and turned into a truck, and then <laughs> bulldozed everybody. <laughs> yeah, why is it like? <laughs> That's true. Lila should have thought of this and done. If she can just become uh, animals, maybe she can become inanimate objects and like take their yeah, yeah, <laughs> make it bigger. Point. Like you know, think bigger, Lila. <laughs> yeah, she should have done that. Yeah, too um, small scale. <laughs> Mar- Mar- Marinette says we should be friends, not anemones. Um. Okay. <laughs> weird pun. Uh, is this? Uh, this is one of the ones where I'm like, what is this in French? Because. <laughs> I want to know. Is, is it an anemone? And for like, okay. I was... Are oysters anemones? <laughs> I guess so. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a related word. I don't know. Uh, breaks oh, open. Seafood, the oy- got it. Yeah, breaks open the the oyster and cracks the uh, the pearl. Yeah, then the coo- yeah. Anyway, and then um, miraculous ladybug. Here's my. Fa- we haven't talked about my favorite moment of the episode yet. We're finally here. <laughs> We're finally here. <laughs> <laughs> Miraculous ladybug, everything's going back to normal. The first thing we see is uh Alia consoling Nino. Don't <laughs> don't worry, you look good even without your cap. And then Miraculous Ladybug his cap is back and he's ecstatic. Um, that was the biggest laugh for me in the episode was don't worry you look good even without, <laughs> without your cap. I so you're shipping it the cap too. it was not about shipping it it's like Nino's so <laughs> ridiculous that he's just devastated that his cap is on <laughs> and he's worried that he doesn't look good about it that's just what's also, been happening. He's just been sulking the entire time. That, <laughs> that's what he's sulking about either. It's not so much like my best friend stole my cap. It, yeah, are you worried about gone. Adrian? No. <laughs> <laughs> and not even that my best friend said a whole bunch of horrible things to me. Right. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. His, <laughs> whatever. Cat, his cap is good. Don't worry. You look good even without your cap. That just shows how stupid Nino is as a character. Like <laughs> That was it. Might be the best Nino moment ever. I feel like, like that's really good. That's like um, the best Alia Nino moment. Yeah, like, I think so. <laughs> I think. So. I think so. Lila's back. She turns from the. Oy- I was worried. Like, is Lila dead? She's <laughs> just an oyster forever. But no, she's back to life uh, from the miraculous ladybug. Promises ladybug no more lying, and uh, Hawkmoth says Lila will serve his purposes well in the end, one way or another. We'll see if that's um a thing. Maybe Lila's yeah. the new mayor or something. He gives um, Lila so he can kill her. Perfect. <laughs> just, no, he doesn't want to kill Lila. He uh, number one Akuma. Number, number one Akuma. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, just we discussed these scenes. Adrian and Marinette, um, like on the steps, like uh, don't expose Lila. So I was. This is an interesting line. Um, Adrian says making a bad guy suffer has never made them turn into a good guy. That's um, true. 
it's a political statement. <laughs> I think like <laughs> this is an anti uh anti like uh retribution uh criminal justice system statement from Adrian here. Like this is deep and progressive, um what he's saying. I agree I agree, Adrian. Wow, I'm standing this uh progressive <laughs> a so- socially progressive Adrian. <laughs> I, I think I think the show should do more of this. Like <laughs> Make I, I bold progressive yeah. statements. Yeah, I want to see what this is in French too. But that that, that stood, stood out to me a lot. Um, he says, "As long as you and I both know the truth, does it really matter?" Wow. He he like this is deep, and this is like big for Marinette and Adrian. He referred to yes, them as a unit, right? Yes. Like that's the big thing. Like you and I, who cares if it's other than you? It's and me, us against cares? the world. Yeah, Marinette. exactly. Yeah. Me, me, and you can be like chat and ladybug, except we really are. <laughs> they're gonna say that. Ladybug. They're gonna say that. <laughs> oh my god! Point. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. That it's a big, it's a big like uh, schema shift. I think on Adrian's part, like he's never like seen him and Marinette as a thing. Like even if it's not a romantic thing, like just seeing them as a unit is is important. This um, is this is them as a unit. Yeah. Wow. I'm against they're- Bella. Yes, I love anti so anti Lila squad. That's how they get together. Is the <laughs> anti Lila club? Yeah, they bond over their hatred of Lila. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Adrian doesn't hate Lila. He doesn't hate anyone. But um, that's true. He's too, perfect. Too pure. Too pure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then yeah, the scene of Adrian smiling at Marinette in the back of the room. Good for you for taking the high road. I guess the non romantic interpretation is he's just happy she, you know, chilled out and didn't. Uh, good for you. She's for on the his road. side. That was yeah. that was her taking a stance and being on his side against Lila. Yep, they're, they're against Lila now. Um, Lila's hearing is magically fixed, and everyone goes to sit back to where they were. As ridiculous as it was that she said her hearing was fixed, <laughs> I, I I buy the explanation. Oh, it's because of ladybug. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, she just sure. miraculously but ladybugged it. <laughs> Yeah, like why? Why can't miraculous ladybug fix Lila's hearing? I buy it. Okay, so so that, I think that was smart. That makes me question: Why does it ladybug use her powers to cure more people? Well, she was. It doesn't really work like that. That she's uh, <laughs> she's lying, but. Luke, you, maybe you can game the miraculous ladybug powers and like put people in situations that like you're fixing one thing, but it ends up fixing more than just the one thing that happened in the past five maybe minutes, and it ends up solving. She like, focuses yeah. really hard. She's like, okay, whenever I throw this up and yell "miraculous ladybug," I also want it to fix Lila's hearing. Why can't she just? <gasps> why it. can't she just throw say do that anytime? Why? Why can't she just? <laughs> she I guess just it's concentrates tr- hard enough. I guess it's triggered by the lucky charm thing, but like. It doesn't seem that specific. Like, just just say miraculous lady. Anyway, okay. Unleash the magic ladybugs. Remember, yeah, so. magic ladybugs. Yeah, the magic fix- ladybugs. That was another vital part. Back. When I remember season two, I'm going to remember Mayor Lamp. I'm going to remember the magic ladybugs. I'm going to remember space dumpsters. <laughs> These are the most important things about season two. Okay. Um, that might be my top three, honestly. Is that your season two retrospective? <laughs> yeah, those t- top, top ridiculous moments. Those are... What about Reverser, the entire episode? Yeah, it's Space Monsters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, And the rhyming. Everyone goes, oh, the rhyming. Mm." rhyming. (laughs) (laughs) I'll look back on it, but not fun. And Luca, how could you forget Luca? (laughs) Oh, yeah, obviously. No! Where are Luca and Kagami in this episode? Anyway. um, And then, (laughs) it's like all about merit. They're in a different class. I'm just playing my guitar. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I 
can't deal with the negativity of, of Lila. I'm just be positive vibes over here. No, no, no. Okay. Um, and then Lila declares more on Marinette. Yeah, we'll see about that, Lila. So there you go. That's it for Chameleon. Uh, April, what are your final thoughts here? Um, it's a great episode. Doesn't work as like a season opener, but still enjoyable for all of its goofy moments and great uh, Marinette character development. Also, Marinette and Adrian. So cute. Get a hamster. Get a hamster. <laughs> Get when a will hamster. it happen? Hamster 2019. That's the new. 2019. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> optimistic that. Season three finishes airing in 2019. Anyway, um, that's probably true, honestly. It's Sarah, well, true. Sarah, final thoughts on Chameleon. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, you know, I started off saying that I thought it was a good opening for season three. And after you guys talked about it, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? Maybe it should have been something different. But I, I I was happy with what it was at the end of the day. It was it was really fun. We had some great Lila stuff and really awesome Marinette going through her emotional growth journey. I love it. Um, love, you know, Adrian being there for Marinette and sort of helping pull her back down to earth, being on her side and her also being on his side. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for what's to come in season three. Uh, who knows when it'll be, but yeah, I'm hyped. Yes. Hype, hype for hype. Episode two. We don't even know what it is. We don't know anything about the season. Um, <laughs> we yeah, don't I mean, know thought, where it is. We don't know where it's going to air. Probably. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll get in, episode in, two. India, you know. Uh, <laughs> episode two is going to air in Ant- Antarctica. Antarctica. Um, yep. Just for the scientists. In anyway, like July. July. <laughs> uh, I, th- I thought you brought up good them- thematic points though, Sarah, about why this worked. as like I think like thematically, you know, even if yeah. the content wasn't what we were maybe looking for, like it, a lot of these themes really drove, drove home. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe it will. Maybe looking back, it'll work better too. If, if depending on what the, where the season goes, because we have no idea. We've heard very, very little about the season. Also, so. most of the, there's usually like an intended break between seasons. <laughs> and we didn't really get a break <laughs> either. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get the break after the premiere, as one does. Yeah. Obvious, so, you know. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Okay. Um, yep, good stuff with Chameleon here. Let us know what you guys thought of this episode um, in the YouTube comments or overlyanimated.com. We'll also, would appreciate any star ratings on our Ladybug iTunes feed. That does help as well. And uh, ch- make sure you've checked out all our previous Ladybug stuff. Um, if it's forever until episode two, we'll have some sort of in-between content. But I said that about this episode and then it just aired. So um, Showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, t- come- oh, oh, news. Uh, the second half of season two will be on netflix in the u.s in on december 14th so if you have i mean everyone listening to this has seen it already, but if you have <laughs> friends who, if you R. have R. friends R. who are Ladybug waiting for spoilers that, discord yeah. nope sarah or april the, oh, the episode yeah, is episode. the season three the season three premiere has aired it will this it's gonna, gonna live be, on forever we're gonna be in spoilers forever yeah we'll, um, we'll never be like appropriately aligned with netflix that's just not how the show it's works. not it's not happening um yep yeah, speaking of the discord overly slash discord to talk about ladybug support us via patreon patreon.com slash overly animated thanks to our current patrons especially our page in the back yes john ak garfield and thanks as well as to our patron executive producers john and steve alex and q um, check out other podcasts at overlyanimated.com, including uh, weekly Ruby coverage we've had. We just had movie reviews of Wreck-It Ralph 2 and um, Rye. 
Um, we're going to get some other stuff coming up here. There's also like she coverage, I think, in between the last uh, Ladybug and this one. And we're going to get big month with December, Steven Universe, Voltron, a bunch of other stuff happening. Um, oh, maybe, and of course, more our, maybe, <laughs> maybe more Ladybug. Maybe more <laughs> I would be shocked, but who knows? Um, also, our year end awards, the OVAEs, uh, potentially the next Ladybug thing in your feed might be the OVAEs uh, and nominations announcement. That's going to be throughout December. We have internal nominations. Ladybug has a shot at a few nominations here. So if you want to help out, yeah. you could become a patron and then that, that and you can nominate. So uh, to find all the details of that at patreon.com slash overly animated. I think the post will be locked until you do that. But yeah, and um, Marinette, we're pushing Marinette for best character. Hawkmoth for supporting character. Um, obviously, we stand Hawkmoth. He needs to be best supporting character. And then we'll see. Maybe an episode. Maybe could it have a show? For it. Could it have a shot at best show? More <laughs> this year than last year. It might. Yeah. Might have a shot at a nomination. So, um, but yeah, find all that at um, Patreon. We talk about it on our Discord as well. And um, yep, we'll see you guys for whenever the next Ladybug stuff is. Thanks for listening and see you then. Bye. 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 Bye.